Well, if there's one tiny, tiny silver lining to this whole COVID nightmare, maybe it is just this. The Chinese city of Shenzhen has now outlawed law the sale of cat and dog meat. And this is one response to the wet markets where this killer virus was born. And uh, believe it or not, those wet markets, which are in Wuhan, the epicenter of this global pandemic, are back in business. And they kill far more than just millions of cats and dogs. They kill anything with a pulse. We're talking bats, badgers, bears, pangolins. And of course, the pangolin is the animal believed to have triggered this disease. They're not just a horrifically cruel market and practice, but they're incredibly dirty and severely unhygienic, and there is absolutely no oversight. And that's why globally there are calls to have these markets shut down. Camille Labchuk is an animal lawyer, and you know her as the executive director of Animal Justice. She joins us now. Good to have you, Camille. It's good to be here, Alex. I mean, people will say, okay, dogs and cats in one city, okay. But that's, I mean, we're talking 30 million dogs are, are eaten in China. And it's not really in the mainstream, but it's certainly a huge market still um, that is, it's not just that we don't understand it's a domestic animal being eaten, but it's the way that these animals are killed. And I mean, I don't want to be too graphic, but as you well know, I mean, they cook a lot of these animals alive. Well, it's really difficult to watch the videos from the wet markets. They they get their name in part from the blood, the guts, the scales, and, and the water that soaks the floors of the stalls in these locations. And the remnants of the animals who are brutally killed for customers just so they can eat some very, 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 very fresh meat. Uh, it's a disturbing situation. And whether the victims are cats, whether the victims are dogs, whether they're pangolins or other animals, we know that they all suffer, and, and not only do they suffer, but these wet markets are now causing global pandemics, and this isn't the first one. Uh, SARS, in, uh, over a decade ago, came from a wet market, too, so it is time for global action. Why hasn't there been? I mean, this is not new. I mean, the first time I heard about wet markets was when I was 18, and that's decades ago. Um, and I was just shocked by by what I was watching. And yet it never has really become a global conversation. Why is that? Well, I think it's challenging when uh, those of us in North America look at people in China and we say, oh, look at those horrible things that you folks do over there. Uh, we don't have any control over that. That's only the Chinese government that does. And our hands are dirty, too, of course, because we cram hundreds of millions of animals into factory farms in Canada and North America, which have also spurred pandemics like H1N1 in 2009, which uh, killed, I think it was, um, oh, my God, uh, over uh, 12,000 million. I thought it was 12 million. Yeah, I I don't want to say the number because I can't say it accurately. I don't have the notes in front of me. But, yeah, it was the the cause of the H1N1 um, outbreak. You're right. That's right. So, I, you know, Alex, I think it's a situation where we all have to look at our own backyards. We have a problem we've got to address, which is factory farming. People in China have a problem they have to address. People in countries around the world do. And we all need to get together and say, look, eating animals, causing suffering in this way, it's bad for us. It's hurting us because of the pandemics that keep emerging. And it's horrifically cruel to them, too. So do you get the sense that there is, and I mean, obviously we are in this thing right now, so it's not the top headline. It's certainly not the um, top, uh, you know, issue right now. But will there be in your mind um, the conversation about this? Because we can't, just on base with the fact that we can't allow these diseases to be born to begin with. So do you get any sense that there will be any kind of global push to have these wet markets shut down just based on the global health uh, threat? Well, I do get I, I do get that sense. I think that more than ever before, people are waking up and realizing the the huge risk that wet markets, factory farming, that all of these places that we abuse animals, 
that they risk animals' safety and well-being, but also our own. And I've never seen this conversation reach such a pitch before. Uh, I'm so glad that you're talking about it tonight on the show, Alex, and I've, I've seen more articles in the news about this than ever before. So I'm really hopeful that the conversation won't die there, but we have to keep this conversation going and not just have it amongst ourselves and on the news, but take it to legislators. Push the Canadian government when it's no longer preoccupied just responding to this crisis. Push our own government to go into the international stage and look in our own backyard and make a change. Yeah, I mean, look, it gets into a whole bunch of political issues um, that I think a lot of people want to stay away from, mainly, I think, when it comes to China, that people will say, well, if you attack this, you're being racist. And that's that's not the issue. It's that these markets are unrestricted and they're not watched. Um, and that's why diseases keep coming out of it. It's not racist to state a fact that this is where some of the worst killer illnesses in our world ha- have been created. You're right. I mean, they do stand alone in, in terms of riskiness. We've, we've seen time and time again the, the types of viruses that emerge from them. Uh, but we need to look at broader policy changes as well. And definitely our own backyards where factory farms are leaving us vulnerable too. Um, you know, it's believed that the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 uh, to 20 that killed between 50 and 100 million people, that probably originated on the pig farm before the creation of factory farms. So it's been a long, centuries-long situation where viruses have emerged from our treatment of animals. And um, if we need a bigger kick in the in the pants to get up and do something about it, you know, I think that the coronavirus crisis is it. Yeah. I mean, look, I was surprised to see the headline with uh, the city of Shenzhen, because if it's happening in one city, chances are it may, you know, ripple out and, and, and become a practice. Because as I was reading, it's not even most mainstream Chinese people that eat or who eat, you know, cat and dog meat. Uh, it's actually more in the impoverished areas. So we will uh, wait and see if this, in fact, starts to spread. Camille, I'll have you on again. We'll see where the conversation takes us. And I appreciate your time. Always good to be here, Alex. And thanks for making this an issue. Thank you. Camille Labchuk, uh, if you don't know her, and it is an issue. Uh, you know, I love animals uh, and I don't I don't tell other people what to do. But, um, you know, there are certain aspects of it, whether it is a factory farming, which is not the same as, let's say, uh, whole, you know, run free and, um, you know, they're not the same as well as, uh, you know, these wet markets. They are barbaric. Uh, if you want to go check the videos out for yourself, if you don't believe me, have at her. Uh, Just bring a bag with you.